welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where it's October 3rd. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the most quotable movie of all time, Mean Girls. Guys, the Monday fell on October 3rd. We couldn't not do it. I know. <laughs> Happy spooky season, but not. <laughs> I mean, hey, does it get scarier than Regina George? It really doesn't, to be quite honest. Not at this age. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Folks, we want everyone to come and join our little watch party. Have y'all checked out our Patreon yet? Oh my god, guys. If you haven't given us your money yet, today <laughs> is the day. Guys, for just $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. We're doing long-form coverage. We're doing bonus episodes. Just shooting the shit with Carrie and Ross. We're doing television coverage. Guys, for just $5 a month, you get two guaranteed posts, and right now you're getting double. Yeah, because we're covering The Haunting of Hill House right now. We are in the throws. <laughs> oh, and we're getting there, too, aren't we? Yeah, we're we, at least in recording time, we're getting close to the end. This movie's old enough to vote. Oh, no. I know. Hate it. Happy Mean Girls Day, everybody. <laughs> Happy Mean Girls Day. We have a new student with us. She just moved here from Africa. Welcome. I'm from Michigan. Great. I'm 16. Until today, I was homeschooled. And then it was goodbye, Africa. And hello, high school. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Janice. This is Damien. Watch out. New meat coming through. This map shows the school's central nervous system, the cafeteria. You got your cool Asians, burnouts, jocks, the greatest people you will ever meet, and the worst. So you've never been to a real school before? Shut up. Shut up! I didn't say anything. Plastics. Who are the plastics? They're teen royalty. That's Karen Smith. She is one of the dumbest girls you will ever meet. I'm kind of psychic. Really? It's like I have ESPN or something. Gretchen Wieners. She has two Fendi purses and a silver Lexus. And evil takes a human form in Regina George. She knows everything about everyone. That's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. We want to invite you to have lunch with us. Regina seems sweet. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Your house is really nice. I know, right? Being with the plastics was like leaving the actual world. And entering girl world. Have you seen any guys that you think are cute yet? There's this guy in my calculus class. His name's Aaron Samuel. <gasps> no, no. That's Regina's ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriends are off limits. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. Gretchen told me that you like Aaron Samuels. I could talk to him for you if you want. Really? You would do that? You're so hot. <gasps> she do that? She's a life ruiner. I knew how this would be settled in the animal world. But this was girl world. All the fighting had to be sneaky. I want to lose three pounds. Throw these nutrition bars my mom used to lose weight. It won't close. It's a five. You could try Sears. Why are you eating a Caltein bar? What? They make you gain weight like crazy. Who does she think she is? I like invented her. I'm sorry I called you fat. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Walk it off! Walk it off! Okay. You know who's looking fine tonight? Seth Mosikowski. He's your cousin. What? He's a good kisser. Guys, 
please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Mark Waters. Um, yeah, he directed Freaky Friday. Uh, also starring Lindsay Lohan, which was just the year before this. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, you know, the early aughts was all about Lohan. Mm-hmm. Or at least the early to mid-aughts. Yeah. Like, we were obsessed with Lohan from Parent Trap in 98 all the way until everyone wrote her off in, like, what, 2006, 2007? Oh, yeah. When that's she started a- having all those troubles. Yeah, that's about the time we abandoned her as a culture. Oh, God bless. I'm so sorry. But you know what, Lindsay? I love you. Yeah. And I'm glad that you've worked through your problems. I'm glad you own a club in Greece. <laughs> That's just wild. But guys, Mark Waters, he's done, uh, of course, Ricky Friday, this, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Yeah, Why I is know. that my third mention for you, Mark? <laughs> oh. oh, and Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass. Yeah, Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass. Mark, your choices. <laughs> Speaking of choices... Writing the screenplay today, none other than Tina Fey. Elizabeth Stamatina Fey. <laughs> oh, Tina. Tina. Tina, Tina, Tina. Tina, if I could sit you down and take you by the hand and have a nice, long, hard conversation with you, I would. Like, just some of her choices range from not good judgment to full-on racism. Yeah, no, Tina, a lot of your stuff is great. This movie is amazing. I carry it with me. It's part of us. The way this film has a grip on our pop culture, enduring even through today. Yeah, I know. It's been 18 years of quoting this movie nonstop. It is extremely memeable. The way this <laughs> film is just woven into the fabric of everyone's life from its inception until now. Like SpongeBob. Yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> it's ugh. just part of us. Like, I can look at the camera that doesn't exist <laughs> and quote this movie. But again, yeah, Tina, not some good choices here, babe. But guys, you know Tina, obviously... She did her stint as a writer and member of the repertory cast on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Guys, she created and starred in 30 Rock. And she created Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I love Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. (laughs) My roommate had to use the pan. (laughs) Why is your face so greasy? I fell asleep eating a Hot Pocket. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Saturday Night Live... Produced by Lorne Michaels. Yeah, you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Lorne, you're the one that really needs to have a talking to. Oh, boy. I swear. We're not okay with it. We're not okay with the things that have gone down at NBC, Lorne. I'm going to. We're going to. We don't have time. (laughs) We don't have time. Guys, also, baby mama. What the fuck, Tina? I don't know. That was just a vehicle for Tina and her best friend, Amy Poehler, to get together. Oh my god. Guys, Tina Fey is funny. She's a good writer, but like there's just some things. Yeah, there's, for sure. There's just some things peppered throughout her uh filmography that I just like mm. Oh my god, guys. It's even gone it's even gone as far to have not only its sequels, but Oh no. Carrie, you talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, the fact that there's a musical of this show? Yeah. Oh, come on. Bah humbug with you. I you know what? Fine. I'm not I'm not a fan. I that's fine. You don't have to be. Like we, we get it. Tina, your husband Jeff Richmond is a composer and you wanted to make it into a musical. And now she's going to double dip on it again because there's a movie being made out of the musical adapted from her movie. No. <laughs> no guys. Hollywood. If I could take Hollywood by the throat right now. Okay, I, I've got Carrie Ann by the throat, okay? <laughs> no you do not. Yes, I do. <laughs> Leave shit alone, Hollywood. Uh, okay. Okay? <laughs> it's like, a guaranteed moneymaker. I just feel like we should wait longer before we remake shit anymore. I know. Like, why can't we just wait longer? <laughs> 
I'm sorry. The musical to me is not that good. I get it. I get it. Like I'm just kind of cringe the whole time listening to that soundtrack. I know you like it. I like and I some know, of it. I know you're about to play a bit from a song that you do like. <laughs> insufferable about that song. I just, uh, I would rather be me too, and me does not want to see Mean Girls Musical. Oh, fine! <laughs> you don't have to go! You're right, I don't. Okay, guys, you might have guessed it, but we've got names. Guys, please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming in her what? This is the second appearance? Yeah. I can't believe we haven't done Parent Trap yet. I know. Please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Lindsay Lohan, of course. She is playing Katie Heron today. Guys, of course, she was with us when we did Freaky Friday. Uh, the Parent Trap, obviously. Life Size, Get a Clue. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which Ooh. we will also have to do. Uh, do you remember the Bad Lifetime original movie about Elizabeth Taylor? <gasps> yeah. Starring Lindsay Lohan. Yes, I do. Heard it was crap through and through. Yeah. And Lindsay, that might not all be your fault, but let's be honest. (laughs) She's not Liz Taylor. Listen, I think that Lindsay Lohan's a good entertainer. Yeah. Like, I think that she's a good actress. I think that sometimes she just is given parts that she's not going to hit out of the park, and that's okay. Hey, but today is not that case. Today is not that case. This is probably... Her best known role. Yeah. As Katie Heron here with us today. She's our protagonist. Please welcome to Kicking and Streaming, I believe, in her first appearance, Ms. Rachel McAdams. As Regina George. Uh, Regina George. How many of you have been personally victimized by Regina George? <laughs> Guys, you know a Regina out there. Everyone's got a Regina in their life, I feel like. It's funny because in the book, she's just called the Queen Bee. Yeah. And then from that we get Regina. Yeah, queen. Oh, boy. And what does George mean? <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no. Okay. It means farmer. So her name is Queen Farmer. I, I lo- <laughs> She is kind of a queen farmer, isn't she? Ew. I'm sorry. No, you know what I meant. Guys, uh, the notebook... The Hot Chick, Wedding Crashers, The Family Stone. You like The Family Stone. I love The Family Stone. Time Traveler's Wife. She was was in the 2009 Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, I love those movies. She was in Midnight in Paris? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and she was in Spotlight. That's right. Mm -hmm. Guys, we've also got Lacey Chabert with us here today. She is playing Gretchen Wieners. Guys, she's Eliza Thornberry. She is the voice of Eliza Thornberry. She's also Claudia Salinger on Party of Five. And the original voice of Meg. Yes, the original <laughs> voice of Meg on Family Guy. Yeah, the first season's voice of Meg. That's amazing. And we, You know, we love her in Rugrats Go Wild. Oh, yeah. Uh, she gives a stunning performance <laughs> in Rugrats Go Wild. Please welcome to Kicking and Streaming Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> she, she is playing Karen Smith today. <laughs> One of the dumbest girls you will ever ever meet. <sighs> Guys, you also know her, of course, from Mamma Mia. Yeah, I love Mamma Mia. And Les Miserables. Ooh. Oh, I, I, I did love her in that movie. She could sing. Yeah. The Goyle can sing. Uh, Dear John, Jennifer's Body. Yeah. Uh, remember when Jennifer's Body was on in Kumas? Yes. Or no, Libby put it on in Kumas. That's what she did. <laughs> Guys, please welcome to Kicking and Streaming Lizzie Kaplan. 
Ian. As Janice Ian. As Janice Ian, yes, guys. Jan- Janice is a comfort character for many of us. Of course she is. She's iconic. I did Jan- uh, Everyone <laughs> should be Janice's best friend. Suck on that! <laughs> <laughs> guys, freaks and geeks. Uh, I love Cloverfield. Yeah, I do too. Uh, uh, she was on uh, Masters of Sex on Showtime, where she's Virginia Johnson. Oh! Masters and Johnson. The sex studies in the 1950s. It's just too funny that it was Johnson. I, I know. I, I love that. Uh, Castle Rock. You love Castle Rock, where she, where she plays Annie Wilkes. I like that season. Not many people do, but I do. Hot Tub Time Machine. Ooh, The Interview. Mm-hmm. Now You See Me. Guys, please welcome Mr. Daniel Francis. Hope I said your name right. He's playing <laughs> Damien, who's too gay to function. Aww. I love Damien. He is the ultimate comic relief in this. And he's actually gay. He is actually gay. Guys, I haven't seen too many other things with Daniel in it. Me either. I mean, he was in that thing called Bully from I 2001. I've never, I, I have no idea. I've never seen it. Uh, he's been on a bunch of TV shows. Oh, he was on RuPaul. Aww. As a guest judge. Of course. Oh, there you go, Daniel. God love you. Guys, we have Jonathan Bennett here with us today as Aaron Samuels. He is also gay. Is he really? Yes, he is. Hey, Queen. Yeah, he just got married not too long ago. Oh. Uh, he was in Cheaper by the Dozen, too. That's right. I forgot about that. And uh, Veronica Mars. Playing Kevin DePore today, we have Rajiv Surendra, who is also gay. Wow. All of the male leads in this film are gay. <laughs> and I love that. Kevin's hardly a lead. He's like a background problem. Like, this is like his film. This is like the only thing he's really been in. <laughs> I mean, he was in a couple of other short things, but like, no, this is his This is his only film, really. Like, his only big film. Please welcome Tina Fey herself. Playing Miss Sharon Norbury, uh, their math teacher at North Shore High. Oh, God. Um, we already did the creds on Tina. Uh, I do love Miss Norbury. Um, yeah, as a character, I, I do I do like Mrs. Norbury. Uh, we have Tim Meadows joining us here today. Uh, he's Principal Ron Duvall. I love Principal Duvall. Tim Meadows, you will also know from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. We have Amy Poehler, of course, joining us. She's playing Regina's mom. Oh, I've never known her name, Mrs. George. Her name is June. June George. June George. Okay. And of course, we all love to imitate Mrs. George. If I need anything, Things, some snacks, snacks, a condom, oh. let me know. You guys keep me young. <laughs> playing uh, Katie's mom, Betsy, is on a gay stayer. You will know her from Saturday Night Live yet again. She's basically known for SNL and this. Yeah. On a gay stayer. Playing Katie's dad, we have Neil Flynn who you'll definitely recognize as the janitor from Scrubs. That's right. That's right. This is such a fool-ass show. He's also on that 70s show, CSI, Smallville. Yeah. You do love you some Smallville. I do. All right. Ready to just read through the movie? No, we... <laughs> Look at me with both eyes. We're, we're just going to quote the whole movie, right? No, Guys, Ross and Carrie does Mean Girls. I am look trying to appeal to your humanity all here. All right, all Please right. Please do not do this to me. We open on our heroine, Katie Heron, who has lived a very exciting Eliza Thornberry sort of life. <sighs> Eat your heart out, Lacey Chabert. <laughs> <laughs> like, her parents are zoologists, and she spent the last 12 years of her life in Africa. Yeah, since she was four. Yeah. Because she's 16 now. It's just kind of awesome that she just has that wildly, <laughs> no pun intended, different background. Fuck her name. 
Katie. Caddy. Oh yeah. It's gonna be hard for me not to call her Caddy the whole it's, time. Because it's spelled C A D Y, and people usually call her Caddy. You know, because girls are Caddy, right? Yeah. Oh God. I love it when she's describing that I'm 16, and until today, I was homeschooled. I know what you're thinking. Homeschooled kids are freaks. X Y L O C A R P. Xylocarp. Or that we're weirdly religious or something. And on the third day, God created the Remington Bull Action Rifle so that man could fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. <laughs> what? <laughs> Leave the homeschooled kids alone. I love films with cutaways. Oh, no, yeah. I love those. But now her parents are moving back to the United States, and Katie is going to have to go to a regular American high school. Goodbye, Africa. Hello, high school. Oh, my God. This song that plays in the beginning while she's walking up to school. Uh Oh, you know her. (laughs) Do you know how many SNL cast members have created movies that start with this song? Really? I think this song, there's different versions of this song, but Bridesmaids starts with this song, too. Does it really? Yeah, it does. (laughs) And so does Superstar. What 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 is going on at SNL with this song? And like the first day at North Shore High School is already very chaotic because high school kids are actual animals. Yeah. Isn't there like a fire on the front lawn of the school? They're doing something. It's 2004. <laughs> we are in Evanston, Illinois, and this is North Shore High School. Truly like... a lawless land. <laughs> and like... Katie goes into school. She Her first class of the day is calculus. She walks right up to Kristen Hadley and thinks she's the teacher. <laughs> Hi, I'm Katie. I'm new today. Talk to me again and I'll kick your ass. <laughs> okay, Kristen Hadley, who's one of the sexually active band nerds, by the way. Yeah, she or is. Or band geeks or whatever. And then Katie's trying to find a seat and she crashes right into Mrs. Norbury. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sorry. It's not you. <laughs> Bad luck. The coffee and donuts go everywhere. Makes her spill that coffee all over herself. Who are all those donuts for, Sharon? I don't know. Are they for your first period class? Because they better be. (laughs) You're not going to eat all those donuts today, are you, Sharon? And she starts stripping her sweater off so that she can, you know, dry it out. And she's got a tank top on underneath it. Principal Duvall comes in. (laughs) Oh, no. Ms. Norbury. Brought out for everyone (laughs) to see. Ms. Norbury? My t-shirt's stuck to my sweater, isn't it? Yeah. Fantastic. Like, from the jump, we can just tell she's going to be one of those overworked, slightly neurotic teachers. She's not had a good go of it lately. How was your summer? I got divorced. (laughs) Oh, my God. And so Principal Duvall is here to welcome a new student to class all the way from Africa. And Mrs. Norbury does the worst thing and says, welcome to the only black student in class. Welcome. I'm from Michigan. Great. Her name is Caddy, Caddy Heron. Where are you, Caddy? That's me. It's pronounced like Katie. My apologies. I have a nephew named Anthony, and I know how mad he gets when I call him Anthony. <laughs> Almost as mad as I get when I think about the fact that my sister named him Anthony. I mean, I'd be calling him Anthony, too. Uh, stop. Uh, Anthony? <laughs> really? I don't 
don't know, okay? This is where Katie tells us that the rest of her first day was a surreal blur, correct? Yeah, it's not going well because she's not getting along with the teachers because she acts different than every other kid. Like, she doesn't raise her hand to go to the bathroom. She's not been in school her whole life. Yeah. This is her first time in a public school. Also, denying children access to the restroom is unusually cruel. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Like, I mean, I, there's only so many times I can tell you it's an emergency. I will piss this chair. Absolutely. And like, she doesn't understand the other kids. She tries to speak Swahili to some of the other black students. (laughs) Jumbo. Yikes. What? (laughs) They just look at her like, what? I had a lot of friends in Africa. Jumbo. Uh What? But so far, none in Evanston. that day. Yeah, it's very, very sad. <laughs> On her second day, Katie makes friends with Janice and Damien because <laughs> they're the only ones who are like who have even remotely been kind to her since she's been here. Is that your natural hair color? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Thank you. See, this is the color I want. This is Damien. He's almost too gay to function. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair. I'm Janice. Janice and Damien are a wildly mismatched pair, and I can only assume they're besties. Because Because of the middle school trauma, you know that's why they're besties. Yeah, everyone teases them mercilessly for being different. Yeah, for being gay. Yeah, (laughs) goth or gay, depending on who you're talking about. And they get an unwitting Katie to skip class with them by leading her out of the main building. Oh yeah, because uh, she's like, I have to go to health. And they're like, oh, that's in the back building. Yeah, we'll take you there. And they get out to where the back building's supposed to be. Where's the back building? It burned down in 1987. Won't we get in some sort of trouble for this? Why would we get you into trouble? We're your friends. The way she just immediately declares that they're friends now. I mean, I'm glad that she wants to be friends, but it's like, why would we get you into trouble? We're your friends. I'm like, yeah, but this activity definitely could get them in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, When we see the cut of the health class we're missing, guys, do not let your physical education teachers teach health. (laughs) Get a professional to teach health to these children. Don't have sex, because you will get pregnant and die. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it. Promise? Okay, everybody take some rubbers. (laughs) Here, now everybody take some rubbers. (laughs) No, was that not the entirety of our middle America sexual education? Okay, Coach Carr. No, like all abstinence, no like talk about birth control or sexually transmitted diseases. Just don't have sex. We can't talk about it out loud. If we talk about it out loud, the girls will become even more distracting to all of the boys. Oh, brother. I know. While Katie, Janice, and Damien are sitting outside, gym class comes out onto the athletic field, and this is where we're introduced to the infamous plastics. And we have the plastics. North Shore's most exclusive, most popular clique. Who do we get first? (laughs) Yeah, let's begin with the lowest ranking member, (laughs) Karen Smith. That one there, that's Karen Smith. She is one of the dumbest girls you will ever meet. Damien sent extra in English last year. She asked me how to spell orange. Everyone's a 
little too tough on Karen for this movie, if I'm being honest. Like, for my personal taste, this movie's already full of dumb stereotypes about young women, but I kind of like Karen. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Karen's not hurting anybody except by association. She's pretty dumb, though, Carrie. I, even she will admit she's pretty dumb. <laughs> she's failing almost everything. Yeah, I get it. I get it. When she goes to catch that ball and it just bounces off her chest and she doesn't even flinch. <laughs> the most important part of her. Oh, God. And then we have who? Gretchen Wieners, the second in command. Her dad invented toaster strudel. That's one of my favorite things <laughs> from this movie. Just a random background detail. I don't think my father, the inventor of toaster strudel, would like this very much. <laughs> That little one, that's Gretchen Wieners. She's totally rich because her dad invented toaster strudel. Gretchen Wieners knows everybody's business. She knows everything about everyone. That's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. And then we have the queen bee herself. The way she's being carried out by all of those jocks. I know. Like she's a pharaoh in Egypt. She is the actual queen. She is actual royalty. These little one-off cut interviews with everybody is one of my favorites. When they're just spouting things they think they know about Regina, like about how her hair is insured for 10 grand and she does car commercials in Japan. How do I even begin to explain Regina George? Regina George is flawless. She has two Fendi purses and a silver Lexus. I hear her hair is insured for $10,000. I hear she does car commercials in Japan. Her favorite movie is Varsity Blues. One time she met John Stamos on a plane and he told her she was pretty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Why am I that girl? She, uh, you know what, honey? <laughs> oh, yeah. I am. I yeah. am that girl, aren't I? She always wins Spring Fling Queen. She's always at the top of everyone's list. Everyone wants to date her. Every girl wants to be her. Ooh, like, Oh, I hate it. It's sending me back to a not good emotional place from high school. I know. Queen Farmer is just the shit here. <laughs> Janice and Damien are taking Katie through the layout of the school cafeteria, An right? actual guide to North Shore. Yeah. Absolutely. All the cliques that have their own tables in this cafeteria. Um, my favorite is sexually active band geeks. I'm not sitting with them, but... <laughs> oh, no. I- I'm probably just sitting with the greatest people you will ever meet, right? Yeah, Which that's... is Janice and Damien. Absolutely. And as Katie is going to sit down with Janice and Damien, she is accosted by this nasty-ass boy named Jason. Fuck Jason. I hate Jason. We don't have to talk about him that much after this. <laughs> He's like, we're doing a lunchtime survey. Is your muffin buttered? I hate this guy! Would you like us to assign someone to butter your muffin? I what? Is he bothering you? Jason, why are you such a skis? I'm just being friendly. <sighs> you were supposed to call me last night. Jason, you do not come to a party at my house with Gretchen and then scam on some poor innocent girl right in front of us three days later. She's not interested. Do you want to have sex with him? No, thank you. And you know, oddly enough, Regina comes to her rescue. Yeah, at first blush, Regina almost seems nice. You know, the way she tells him off, she's like, yeah, you can go shave your back now. <laughs> she's not interested. Do you want to have sex with him? <laughs> no, no, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> 
And like, not only does she get him to buzz off, but then she asks Katie to sit down. Katie's going to go about her business, go and join Janice and Damien. But no, this was the first problem. Oh, it, this is a huge effing deal, right? Because no one sits with the plastics, right? Yeah. The only people who, the, only the girls who are agreed upon plastics may sit with the plastics. And like, Regina's complimenting her bracelet, talking about how cool it is that she just moved from Africa. Why don't I know you? You've never been to a real school before? <laughs> yeah, like she's fascinated by her. Shut up. I didn't say anything. I, why is it that that was the joke in every movie from this time? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I love your bracelet. Where did you get it? Oh, my mom made it for me. It's adorable. Oh, it's so fetch. What is fetch? Oh, it's like slang from England. So if you're from Africa, why are you white? Oh my God, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. And so the Plastics decide that they want Katie to have lunch with them for the rest of the week. And tomorrow is Wednesday, and on Wednesdays we wear pink. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Janice begs Katie to do it. She, like, really wants to, like, socially experiment on the plastics. Katie's like, I don't know what you're saying. She seems really sweet. This is one of my favorite Janice lines. Regina seems sweet. Regina George is not sweet. She's a scum-sucking road horse. She ruined my life. She's fabulous, but she's evil. Why do you hate her? What do you mean? Regina, you seem to really hate her. Yes. What's your question? Well, my question is, why? Regina started this rumor that Janice... Damien! Shall we not? Janice really, really hates Regina. <laughs> Damien always slightly revealing the things, the bad things Regina has done in the past to Janice, and Janice is like, ah, Damien, please. No, that's the thing. Janice hates her, but refuses to explain why. We do get an answer, but like, it's just there. There's a latent, um, I don't want to spoil it, but homophobia underneath that whole thing. <sighs> they're having this when they're having this whole conversation in the bathroom, trying to convince Katie to do it. Yeah, and like Damien walks out of the stall. Hey, get out of here! Oh my god, Danny DeVito, I love your work! Oh no. <laughs> and so, guys, you'll never guess who sits in front of Katie for calculus class. Oh my god. Aaron Samuels. Aaron Samuels is here, my god. You know what? He is cute. I'm just saying... Is he really the it boy? <laughs> like, no. Here's the thing. He's very popular. He's very cute. He's an athlete. He's gay. He no, Sorry. not not in the movie. Jonathan Bennett is gay, not Aaron Samuels. And Katie is immediately taken with him, and like she's sitting with the plastics the next day at lunch. And they're telling her all about their wardrobe and how they do their hair. So Girl World has a lot of rules, guys. You can't wear a tank top two days in a row, and you can only wear your hair in a ponytail once a week. So I guess you pick today. Oh, and we only wear jeans or track pants on Fridays. Now, if you break any of these rules, you can't sit with us at lunch. Well, I mean, not just you, like any of us. Like, rules about how they have to do their hair, what they can wear, which boys they can date. It's all so stupid. And you can't violate or break any of these rules, because then you can't sit with them at lunch. Oh, barf. Uh, and Regina... <laughs> Regina goes up to get more cheese fries. <laughs> which oh, my I, God. She seems at all times obsessed with her figure, but then she's like, whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. And this is where Katie tells Gretchen and Karen about Aaron, who sits in front of her in class. Katie quickly finds out that she's not allowed to like Aaron Samuels because he is Regina's ex-boyfriend. The way Karen and Gretchen are scandalized by this information. It's so scandalized. His name's Aaron Samuels. <gasps> no. No. No, no, oh, no. You can't like Aaron Samuels. That's Regina's ex-boyfriend. They went out for a year. 
Yeah, and then she was devastated when he broke up with her last summer. I thought she dumped him for Shane Oman. Okay, irregardless, ex-boyfriends are just off-limits to friends. I mean, that's just, like, the rules of feminism. Because ex-boyfriends are off-limits to friends, right? That's just, like, the rules of feminism. I don't I don't like the way that she puts it. I understand what she's trying to say. But, like, I don't know, man. Just don't date your friend's exes. <laughs> when she's sitting in class and dreamily staring at the back of Aaron's head, and <laughs> just as she's following him out of the classroom, just as she's about to tap him on the shoulder, who comes into her path but Kevin Napoor? Oh, we have to talk about Kevin. Kevin G. He's captain of the North Shore Mathletes. And, guys, yes, the Mathletes do compete in mathematics competitions with other schools from around the state. To quote Damien, ew, why? I'm Kevin Napoor, captain of the North Shore Mathletes. We participate in math challenges against other high schools around the state, and we can get twice as much funding if we've got a girl. So you should think about joining. Oh, you'd be perfect for it. Yeah, definitely. Great, great. Let me give you my card. Kevin G., produces a card. <laughs> Kevin Napoor, math enthusiast, badass MC. <laughs> Stop! I can't with this. Kevin will unfortunately be here throughout. <laughs> when Katie goes outside and she's staring at Aaron at soccer practice, the thing about soccer boys, guys... Yeah, they got like calves that look like their knees swallowed a melon. And then the iconic moment, that convertible comes speeding up behind her. Regina's like the Barbie doll I never had. I'd never seen anybody so glamorous. The plastics take Katie to the shopping mall, which is also a new experience for her. She's never been anywhere like this before. <laughs> when the mall turns into the jungle. Oh, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie, when they get up to that fountain in the middle of the mall, and Katie compares it to, like, being near the watering hole in Africa. And, like, all the kids are, like, pretending to be monkeys and jumping around. Yeah. And, like, cleaning each other's fur. I mean, hey, high school's worse than the jungle, in my opinion. Okay. Oh. We see, remember Jason, who wanted to butter Katie's muffin? Nasty-ass Jason. Well, he is kind of a fling of Gretchen's, right? Yeah, on again, off again, boyfriend. But but today, Jason has decided to come to the mall and be seen with Taylor Waddell. Oh, this is the first glance we get, like the first real taste we get of Regina's power, right? (laughs) Regina literally dials the operator and calls for the Waddell home. Hello? Hello, may I please speak to Taylor Waddell? She's not home yet. Who's calling? Oh, this is Susan from Planned Parenthood. I have her test results. If you could have her give me a call as soon as she can. It's urgent. Thank you. She's not going out with anyone. Oh, my God. And, like, she hangs up that phone, and she's like, she's not going out with anybody now. (gasps) She got that poor girl in trouble. I know. It's just awful. And we're about to get even deeper, because we we have to drive back to the George Mansion. (laughs) The Mick Mansion. Uh. Kylie George is Regina's little sister, and she is not being watched. She's like all of maybe, what, six? I don't know. She's too young to be watching the television she's watching. She's watching Kellis's milkshake. Oh, like- the milkshake music video, and she's imitating the dancers. Oh, where is your mother? Well, we do have her mother right here. Um, Mrs. George, Mrs. June. <laughs> Mrs. June. I always forget Amy Poehler's the mom until she shows up. It's because, like, it's like she doesn't, I don't know if it's because of her hair color or what, but you just don't immediately realize it's her. <laughs> just want you to know, if you need anything, don't be shy, okay? There are no rules in this house. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> Right, Regina? Please stop talking. Okay. 
make you girls a hump day treat. And like she carries that little chihuahua around. She has the Paris Hilton pink sweatsuit. And she has no rules because she's what, Ross? I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Cool mom. She's Kris Jenner is what she is. Yeah. And like she brings the girls mocktails. Oh, no, yeah. No, when they, I'm going to make you girls a hump day tree. And like when Regina takes the girls into her room and Katie's like, holy fuck. This is your room? And Regina's like, nope, it was my parents. I made them switch me. It's got like a balcony and a huge bathroom with a jacuzzi tub in it and a walk-in closet. God, my hips are huge. Oh, please, I hate my calves. These you guys can wear halters. I've got man shoulders. I used to think there was just fat and skinny. Apparently, there's a lot of things that can be wrong on your body. My hairline is so weird. My pores are huge. My nail beds suck. Then they start criticizing their own bodies. They hate themselves. Yeah, I know. They hate themselves inside. They hate their bodies. The body dysmorphia in high school girls was no joke back <laughs> then because pop culture was at like one of its most toxic peaks. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> and when June does come in with the hump day treats. The mocktails. Um, is there alcohol in this? <gasps> oh God, honey, no. What kind of mother do you think I am? <laughs> Why do you want a little bit? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. No, thank you. How many times have we heard that from a very unpresent parent? Uh, a couple of times. <laughs> if you're going to do it, I'd rather you do it in the house. Like, I can't believe that that's like like a joke almost. Like, I, I have had parents say it to me unironically. Yeah. Not my parents, but other people's parents. When she sits down and asks the girls what the 411 is and the dog starts chewing on her nipple. Because her breasts are fake. Yeah. <laughs> This is also where Katie gets her first look at the burn book. Not the first look at the burn book. It's literally a bullying scrapbook. Like, Regina and the girls have just taken pictures of all these girls in their grade that they like to say nasty things about and then have memorialized them. Yeah, no, memorializing their bullying in this way was just dumb to begin with. Well, yeah, of course, you don't leave a paper trail, but it's the fact that they'd want to write it down in the the first place. And then look through it later for laughs. Oh, boy. (laughs) Janice is in it. I love how they wrote very eloquent burns about everyone else but just wrote dyke for janice because that's the rumor that regina made up about janice that she's a lesbian janice ian dyke who is that i think that's that kid damien yeah he's almost too gay to function (laughs) that's funny put that in there (laughs) oh no maybe that was only okay when janice said it yeah and then we cut to katie telling janice about it what does it say about me You're not in it. Those bitches. <laughs> she's mad about not being in the burn book. I'm actually, I, I kind of get wh- where she's coming from, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm not ruffling their feathers, then I'm not doing enough. <laughs> and so, guys, we have come to a very technically antique part of the film. Yeah. Because this is where Katie experiences her first three-way calling attack. Guys, we have this function today. It's just different. Yeah, this scene is such a relic from those times because no one had cell phones yet, but we did have the miracle of three-way calling on the handset, right? Oh, those poor parents in the early aughts. And three-way calling, its primary function was to do this right here, ambush teen girls within their own friend groups. Indeed. Because obviously Gretchen has let it spill to Regina that Katie has interest in Aaron. 
even though she's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, no. Re- when Regina basically tells Katie, listen, here's the thing about Aaron. He only cares about all the things that matter. You know, <laughs> his family and his sports and his friends. And his mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that bad? <laughs> And Regina's like, whatever, if you like him, that's fine, but just watch out, you know? Oh, Katie, you beautiful tropical fish. But wait, aren't you so mad at Gretchen for telling me? No. Because if you are, you can tell me. It was a really bitchy thing for her to do. Yeah, it was pretty bitchy, but uh, I'm not mad. I mean, I guess she just likes the attention. See, Gretchen, I told you she's not mad at you. I can't believe you think I like attention. Okay, love ya, see you tomorrow. And then we realize Gretchen's been on the phone the whole time. (laughs) See, Gretchen, I told you she wasn't mad at you. I can't believe you think I like attention. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oop, Gretchen was there the whole time. Aren't you glad you weren't socialized as a girl? Very much. But here's the thing. I'm kind of sad that I was socialized as a boy. (laughs) Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, like, couldn't we be, can't we all just be somewhere in the middle? (laughs) Aww. Katie continues to flirt with Aaron, and you know, in class and everything. She's like tracking. They flirt. They had two interactions in a month. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> guys, this is where the date comes from. On October third, he asked me what day it was. It's October third. Two weeks later, we spoke again. It's raining. Yeah. And like Katie keeps pretending to be bad at math. Oh no, she starts playing dumb so she can get help from him in class. Like, so it's just an excuse to speak to him. And she knows he's wrong. Oh, it's so funny. Because she's the best in the class, right? Yeah, and every time he gives her a wrong answer, she's just like, wrong. He's so wrong. And here's the thing. He is obviously into her. Oh no, yes he is. And the thing, I mean, it's not obvious to Katie, obviously. It's obvious to us, though. Obviously. Because Aaron invites her to a costume party at his friend Chris's house for Halloween. Mm -hmm. This is going to be Katie's first Halloween. It's going to be so gruel. Oh, I know. In the regular world, Halloween is when children dress up in costumes and beg for candy. In girl world, Halloween is the one night a year when a girl can dress like a total slut and no other girls can say anything about it. The hardcore girls just wear lingerie and some form of animal ears. Doesn't she look great, honey? (sighs) What are you? I'm a mouse. Duh. I love that respectively, Regina, Gretchen, and Karen are a slutty bunny, a slutty kitty, and a slutty (laughs) mousey. What are you? I'm a mouse. Mouse. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) The way you slowed down on mousey. No, yeah, they're all just basically in lingerie, and Katie shows up to this party dressed up like a dead bride. Oh, yeah, an ex-wife. I love that. An (laughs) ex-wife. And, like, Aaron's happy that she's there. He's getting her some punch, and he hasn't stepped away from her for two seconds before Regina is immediately intercepting him. Regina, you bad person, you. Because Regina promised her that she'd talk to Aaron for her. Well, she does, but what she tells Aaron is that um, <clears throat> Katie is a little stalker. She's obsessed with him. She kept a used Kleenex that he disposed of one time and is planning to do an African voodoo thing on him. Oh, no. And that she's uh, she actually is just a little creep. And Katie is watching from across the room, and she is, like, monologuing to herself about how nice Regina is. She's my friend, so just promise me you won't make fun of her. Of course I'm not going to make fun of her. How could Janice hate Regina? She was such a good... (gasps) Slut! 
Regina is kissing Aaron. Full on kissing him. Just is like lays one right on him. I'm sorry. We've been broken up for what? Five minutes? <laughs> yeah. And she already wants him back. Here's the thing. I think it's just because she knows Katie likes him. <laughs> This causes Katie to leave the party in anger. I've never felt this feeling before. (laughs) I feel like my heart's about to fall out my butt or whatever the line is. I hated Regina. I hate her. When she shows up to to Damien and Janice and they're watching the movie and as soon as something scary happens in the movie, she throws open the door and they scream. She took him back. Regina took Aaron back. Oh, no, Caddy. Why would she do that? Because she's a life ruiner. She ruins people's lives. We know a life ruiner when we see one. We've had some life ruiners in our time. Yeah, we sure have. People who just torpedo everyone around them for their own selfish gain. And so, guys, the gang is now going to begin formulating a plan to get back at Regina. The revenge party? Yeah, the revenge party. It's a revenge party. So our main plan here is to, we have to destroy her relationship with Aaron Samuels. We have to destroy her, air quote, hot body. Yeah. And we have to destroy her army of skanks. Yeah, her relationship with the other plastics. And in Girl World, you know all the fighting has to be sneaky. Oh, here we go. Katie is going to keep hanging out with them, continue to get recon so they can ruin Regina. And I mean, they do a couple fun things, right? Katie gives Regina foot cream as face cream. I don't know why that's so funny. All it does is make her face smell good. Yeah, and she realized that doesn't work. And then Janice does a really bold ballsy thing, sneaks into the girl's locker room and cuts the nipples out of Regina's (laughs) tank tops. But she's not even phased. She's just like, whatever. And it becomes a trend. (laughs) The next day, every female in that school is wearing a top with the nipples cut out of them. (laughs) None of this is working. This is ass, you guys. It's been a month and all we've done is make Regina's face smell like a foot. I've been really busy with choir. We gotta crack Gretchen Wieners. We crack Gretchen, and then we crack the lock on Regina's whole dirty history. Say crack again. Crack. So now they've got to try and work on Gretchen, right? Yeah, we have to try and crack Gretchen Wieners. Because Gretchen knows all of Regina's secrets. She's like her little lieutenant, right? Mm -hmm. Or a chief of staff. She knows where the bodies are buried. This is where Regina walks up to Katie as... Janice and Damien are walking away. And this is where Regina has all this shit to say about Janice. Yeah, no, Regina and Janice were friends in middle school, and uh, she was weirdly jealous when Regina got a boyfriend for the first time. And so all of a sudden, uh, that was it, right? Just a little jealous. I mean, who doesn't get jealous when their friends start spending more time with their significant other? But then Regina twisted that into some kind of uh, lesbian obsession. So then for my birthday party, which was an all-girls pool party, I was like, Janice, I can't invite you because I think you're a lesbian. I mean, I couldn't have a lesbian at my party. There are going to be girls there in their bathing suits. I mean, right? She was a lesbian. And then she dropped out of school because no one would talk to her. When she came back in the fall for high school, all of her hair was cut off and she was totally weird. And now I guess she's on crack. No, yeah, she told she told Janice she wasn't allowed to come to her birthday party because she was a lesbian. And I mean, is Janice a lesbian? I don't know. Yeah, that never really gets confirmed. I say, yeah. It's, I'm projecting that. <laughs> I think she's bi, personally. I, I, how could she not be? But I, But here's the thing, Ross. It doesn't matter because the homophobia 
that is laced in this entire conversation. Like, you can't come to my birthday party, my swimsuit birthday party, because you might like girls. Yeah, no, there's going to be other girls there. I can't have her coming to my birthday party. She's a lesbian. Like, I just, it's so gross. And then that other random girl walks up, and she's wearing that plaid skirt. Oh, my God. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Uh, it was my mom's in the 80s. <gasps> Vintage. So adorable. Thanks. <laughs> that is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. As soon as that girl walks away, Regina's like, that's the ugliest skirt I've ever seen. <laughs> Katie doing a flashback in her head to, oh, my God, I love your bracelet. Where did you get it? <gasps> Oh my God, she doesn't mean anything, she says. Complimenting someone and then immediately tearing them down when they walk away is so unhinged. And so Katie decides she has to play hardball. <laughs> We're going to send some fake candy grams. <laughs> yeah, they do this thing in their school where to raise money. They, you can buy a candy cane and send it to a friend. And like someone like Damien will get dressed up as Santa Claus and deliver them in the middle of class. <laughs> We're in English class. <laughs> oh, God. And here comes Damien. He's got his candy cane grams. There's a lot for Glen Coco. <laughs> you go, Glen Coco. Glen Coco, Glen Coco, Glen Coco. <laughs> and Caddy Heron. And, uh. Uh, Caddy Heron. Do we have a Caddy Heron here? It's Katie. Oh, Katie, here you go. One for you. Um, and none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. Who's that from? Thanks for being such a great friend. Love, Regina. That's so sweet. And now Gretchen's got a little eye twitch going on. Yeah. Because Regina didn't send her a candy cane. And I just have in all capital letters, this is so stupid. Yeah, it no. It is so stupid that she feels this insecure over a piece of candy. But, okay, at the Winter Talent Show, right, the Plastics always do the same act every year. They do a slutty dance to <laughs> Jingle Bell Rock, all right? All right, let's be careful with that word slutty. They use it, I don't. Oh, okay, yeah, no. They're wearing these skimpy little outfits that make them look like Santa's little call girls. Yeah. It's wildly inappropriate for high school. Gretchen is upset, obviously. Why would she send you guys candy cane grams and not me? No offense, but why would she send you a candy cane? She doesn't even like you that much. Maybe she feels weird around me because I'm the only person that knows about her nose job. Oh my god. Why didn't you didn't hear that? Gretchen is already leaking secrets because she's so insecure about this damn candy cane. And they're lining up to go out for Jingle Bell Rock. And seconds before the curtain rises, seconds beforehand, Regina tells Gretchen to switch places with Katie so the tallest girls will be in the middle. And you know what? At first, I'm just like, okay, this is because Regina's starting to like Katie more. That's not what this is about. This is about making Gretchen look like a fucking fool. Yeah, because of course this throws the whole dance off. Oh my god. When they when they go out and they start to do the dance and fucking June George <laughs> has the camera. She's in the aisleway imitating them dancing. She's like doing the full Kris Jenner with the video camera. You're doing great, sweetie. Oh, Lord. Uh, and like Gretchen is accidentally bumping into Regina. She's forgetting to turn around because she's backwards now. <laughs> when she literally kicks the CD player into Jason's face in the front row because it's skipping. Dancing and dressing in Jingle Bell Jason? <laughs> and 
they're all in that little pose. And everybody's like, okay, what do we do now? Someone's just been assaulted. It's completely silent. And then Katie saves her. What a bright time. It's the right time to rock the night away. Jingle bell time is the swell time to go riding in a one-horse sleigh. They get off that stage. Regina is being nasty to Gretchen. Yeah. Like she's making fun of her about the fact that she says fetch all the time. <laughs> it's so fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen. It's not going to happen. And I just, the thing is, <laughs> even though I am annoyed with Gretchen for most of this movie, I feel for her in this moment. We meld into her g- reading her essay in English class on Julius Caesar. <laughs> and the report is not about Caesar at all. Why should Caesar get to stomp around like a giant while the rest of us try not to get smushed under his big feet? What's so great about Caesar? Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Okay, Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. People totally like Brutus just as much as they like Caesar. And when did it become okay for one person to be the boss of everybody, huh? Because that's not what Rome is about. We should totally just stab Caesar! Gretchen Wieners had cracked. (laughs) She's cracked, guys. Gretchen is a mess. She starts spilling to Katie about... All of the horrible things that Regina has done to her throughout their friendship. The biggest thing she lets slip is that Regina is totally cheating on Aaron with Shane Oman. Oh, Shane Oman, who barely has two brain cells to rub together. And is not that hot, okay? Uh, Not worth cheating on Aaron for. Not really. And, like, the gang then resolves to try and get Aaron to catch Regina in the act with Shane. Because the place they're always cheating in is in the projection room above the auditorium. So they know they're going to be in the same place at the same time every week. And, like, they make several attempts to get Aaron to catch Regina, but it never quite works. When they try to catch him that one time where they have Damien poses, I don't know, but he puts a ski mask on and pretends to steal Katie's purse. (laughs) And Aaron chases him all the way to the projection room and we happen upon a crime. (gasps) Oh no. Coach Carr kissing student Trang Pack. She's like 16. Coach Carr? Terrain Pack? That scene just kind of ends. We never see how that shakes out. Christ on sale. And now it's time to talk about the Caltine bars. Oh, God. We're now going to start messing with Regina's diet. Because, again, Regina's always trying to find fun new ways to lose weight. And there's these Caltine bars that Katie has in her house that her mom used to give to kids in Africa to help them gain weight. Yes. They're like super high in fat and calorie Swedish nutrition bars. Yes. And so because the label is in Swedish... When Katie hands one over to Regina and is like, yeah, these will totally help you lose weight, Regina literally can't clock her on it. Yeah. Katie's giving us more narration about how she's observing Gretchen trying to get back into Regina's good graces. And oh boy, I remember this kind of shit where your really toxic friend is icing you out 
And so you just try to do more and more to get their attention again. Oh, no, that's the thing. Because she says the thing about Regina is that you hate her, right? Yeah. But you still want her to like you. Ooh. And you don't know where that comes from. I felt that. Mm-hmm. I have felt that with people. The weird thing about hanging out with Regina was that I could hate her. And at the same time, I still wanted her to like me. Okay. You have really good eyebrows. Thanks. Move. Same with Gretchen. The meaner Regina was to her, the more Gretchen tried to win Regina back. She knew it was better to be in the plastics, hating life, than to not be in at all. And, like, the plastics are giving Katie a makeover, and... Because being with the plastics is like being famous, right? Oh, I love that shot when it's all slow motion and they're going down the hallway. I was a woman obsessed. (laughs) All she does is talk about Regina now. Katie is turning plastic. She sure is. That shot of her doing her lipstick in the mirror, trying to talk to Janice while she's working in the bath and body hurts. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I could hear people getting bored with me. I was a woman possessed. I spent about 80% of my time talking about Regina, and the other 20% of the time I was praying for someone else to bring her up so I could talk about her more. She's not even that good looking if you really look at her. I don't know. Now that she's getting fatter, she's got pretty big jugs. I could hear people getting bored with me, but I couldn't stop. It just kept coming up like word vomit. Janice is like, okay, maybe if maybe you could take a break from your double life and come to my art show later this week. Yeah, on Saturday, Janice is like doing an art show to showcase her latest work, and she wants Damien and Katie to come because she wants them to see her new piece. And Katie's like, yeah, sure thing, I'll be there. She's not listening. She keeps checking her own reflection in the mirror. She's not listening at all. The way Katie actually starts doing poorly academically on purpose. Yeah, she it's not just pretending to not get it in class. Now she's having to follow through by flunking tests on purpose. She uses this to get Aaron to tutor her. They're at her house getting really cozy over the math book. And again, you're right. He's into her. He totally is. Even though, On his own. Even though he's with Regina, he's still super into Katie. And I mean, who wouldn't be? I'm sorry. She is the hottest. I mean, she's... In my opinion, Katie's the hottest of the plastics. I mean, they are in high school, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. The actresses are not in high school. No, they definitely are not. Like, I think Rachel McAdams is like 25, 26 years old. She's the stalker Channing of this project. Way too old to be playing somebody in high school. Amy Poehler is only seven years older than her at this point. What? Yeah, Amy Poehler, who plays her mother is only seven years older than her at the time this movie is made. Gross. (laughs) And this is where Katie starts getting pretty direct with the sabotage. She spills the beans about Shane Oman. Why do you like her? Look, I know she can be really mean sometimes, but... Then why do you like her? Why do you? But... Look, there's good and bad to everybody, right? Regina's just... (laughs) She's just more upfront about it. Oh, no. It was coming up. The word vomit. I didn't mean to say it, but... She's cheating on you. What? Mm, we're crossing Aaron Samuels off of that white, off that blackboard. I love that. <laughs> and like Aaron breaks up with Regina without explaining himself. Not really. Not truly. He doesn't tell her that Katie told on her. But Regina's okay. She just moves right on to Shane Oman. Yeah, no, like, there's literally almost no time passing there. (laughs) When she's making out with him in her bedroom (laughs) and June pops in. Do you guys need anything? Some snacks? A condom? Let me know. Oh, God love you. But overall, the plan was going pretty well. Aaron had dumped Regina, and she was unknowingly eating 5,000 calories a day. 
it was time to turn our attention to the army of skanks. The nominees for the Spring Fling Queen are in. Oh, yeah. And of course, number one, Regina George. Number two, Gretchen Wieners. Number three, Janice Ian, because Damien stuffed the ballot box. (laughs) He's on the activities committee, so he just threw her name in there for funnies. And then, of course, Katie Heron. And we're like, oh, okay, Katie. And like, Katie's like, wait a minute, you weren't supposed to do that. And he's like, I didn't put you in there. So she's nominated for real. Oh no, that goes to her head immediately. You could see it behind her eyes. Like, oh, well, naturally. I hate this part when the plastics and Katie go to that dress place. One, three, five. That's what the fucking store is called. They only carry sizes one, three, and five. No fatties. No fatties. No fatties, please. And nobody with an in-betweeny body. The rest of y'all can go to hell. And, like, Regina's trying to zip up this dress. But she's been eating all the Calteen bars. And she's just been putting on pounds and pounds. And she's like, what are, you, what are we going to do about this? These bars suck. Well, the calteen bars have burned up all your carbs, and now your body's just running on water. But once the water's gone, then you'll be all muscle. It explains it all on the label. You know Swedish? Yeah, everyone in Africa can read Swedish. Ma'am, do you have this in the next size up? Sorry, we only carry sizes one, three, and five. You could try Sears. (sighs) The way Regina's horrified when the sales gal suggests Sears instead. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, classist, fatphobic, piece of shit. I hate her. Cut to Katie leaving math class, and Ms. Norbert is like, hold up. And it's another math test that she has gotten a 58% on. Uh, how far is she really going to let this go? And Norbury tells her, listen, you don't have to dumb yourself down to get guys to like you. How would you know? I know. How would I know, right? I'm divorced. I'm broke from getting divorced. The only guy that ever calls my house is Randy from Chase Visa. And you know why? Because I'm a pusher. I push people. I pushed my husband into law school. That was a bust. I pushed myself into working three jobs. And now I'm going to push you because I know you're smarter than this. I mean, hey. That's uh, what a teacher's supposed to do. Of all the core lessons I took away from this movie, don't laugh at boys or don't make yourself dumb for boys is one of the key ones I took away. Yeah. Like, just, you can't do that. And Katie starts to get gross about Miss Norbury. Oh, yeah, she goes straight to Regina's McMansion and immediately starts trashing her to the plastics. I'm a pusher, Katie. I'm a pusher. (laughs) What does that even mean? Like a drug pusher? Probably. She said she works three jobs. You know, I bet she sells drugs on the side to pay for a pathetic divorce. You let it out, honey. Put it in the book. Oh. My. God! She's one of them now. When she says that she was being so queer, I'm a pusher, Katie. I'm a pusher. You mean like drugs? Like she's a drug pusher or something? And that's what they put in the book? Yeah. That Miss Norbury sells drugs. She's a drug pusher. And like, it's just, it's the way she's like, I know it looks like I'm being a bitch because I'm acting like a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, Katie. Yeah, you're being a bitch. You are becoming one of them. It's like I'm seeing a werewolf transformation in slow motion. That night, Katie plans a three-way calling attack of her own against Regina. And, like, she's got (laughs) Regina on the phone with Gretchen secretly on the other line. She gets Regina to say a lot of nasty things about Gretchen with Gretchen listening. And And then Regina hangs up the phone and Gretchen's like, hold on, I need to make another call. And then she calls 
Karen, because Regina was also saying nasty things about Karen. Hello? If someone says something bad about you, you'd want me to tell you, right? No. What if it was someone you thought was your friend? What do you... Hold on, other line. I'm not taking this anymore. Good for you, Gretchen. Hello? Let's go out. Okay, hold on. I'm on the other line with Gretchen. Don't invite Gretchen. She's driving me nuts. Hold on. Okay, hurry up. And it's just so convoluted. What ends up happening is that Katie successfully shows Gretchen and Karen just how nasty Regina is about them behind their backs. Absolutely. The way it ends with Karen not wanting to go out with Regina. I can't go out. Uh, uh, I'm sick. Boo, you whore. (gasps) Boo, you whore. (laughs) You say that to me all the time. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Crossing army of skanks and hot body off of the blackboard. Oh, yeah. Because the next day at school, Regina and Karen draw a hard line with Regina. She's wearing sweatpants. She does not look up to code. Yeah, her wardrobe is breaking the rules. Gina, you're wearing sweatpants. It's Monday. So? So that's against the rules, and you can't sit with us. Whatever. Those rules aren't real. They were real that day I wore a vest, because that vest was disgusting. You can't sit with us! Gretchen and Karen kick Regina off the table because she has violated the fashion rules. You can't sit with us! Like, the, the way Gretchen is, like, barking like a dog. You can't sit with us! Whatever. Those rules aren't even real anyway. <gasps> they were real that day I wore a vest. Yeah, because <laughs> that vest was disgusting. You can't sit with us! And so now that Regina's been ousted, Gretchen and Karen are looking to Katie as the new queen bee. Oh, no, yeah. Katie's become the new Regina. Oh, boy. Regina! Regina, Regina, and stop, <laughs> please. I love that song. And Katie starts organizing a party for while her parents are away for the weekend. No, yeah, they're going to see uh, Lady Smith Black Mombazo, something like that. It's a South African choral group. I've never heard of them before, and I guess they're touring Wisconsin, so. <laughs> She's supposed to go with them to that concert, but she's like, no, no, I have to stay here and go to Janice's art show. So she hasn't forgotten about the art show. She's using it as part of the lie. Indeed. I've had this party. Yes, you have. Like, it's supposed to start off as like, you know, eight to ten people, just a chill little hang sesh. But then everybody and their brother shows up. Mm -hmm. This happened in Ten Things I Hate About You, remember? It did, it did. (laughs) When that stampede of children. (laughs) That poor rich kid was just trying to have a little uh, (laughs) soiree. Somehow the word had gotten out about my small get-together. Jason is here with Taylor Waddell. He's just using her to make you mad. Have you guys seen Aaron yet? Mm-hmm. No. Dude, Regina shows up to this party all pissed off because she wasn't invited. Oh my god. The way she's like, I invented her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she thinks she can have a party and not invite me. I like invented her, you know? And Katie is stress drinking. Because there's so many people in her house. Yeah. She can't find Aaron. Even though he's in the house, he's looking for her. They keep missing each other. And she goes up to her room to use the restroom that's off her bedroom. And while she's up there, Aaron just takes it upon himself to go snooping through her room. I mean, whatever. I he's mean, trying to get away from everybody. He's trying to get away from Regina. But He's like, hiding. He's looking through, like, all the pictures on her vanity and stuff. And, like, there are these pictures of her with the plastics. But then, like, there's that little picture of her 
riding an elephant Mm -hmm. in Africa. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's the real her. And she just comes swinging out of the bathroom, and she pulls him down to sit on the bed with her, and they're talking and getting chummy, because he's not with Regina anymore. Nope. And, like, this is where she confesses to him that she's been faking being bad at math so he would talk to her. And he's like, that is unhinged. He really doesn't find it that funny. Yeah. You know, I, I just wanted a reason to talk to you. So why didn't you just talk to me? Well, because I couldn't. Because of Regina. Because you were her, her property. Her property? No, shut up, not her property. No, know. don't tell me to shut up. I wasn't... God, you know what? You are just like a clone of Regina. Oh, no, 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 listen to me. You're not listening to me. Oh, no. It was coming up again. Word vomit. No, wait a minute. What is this? Actual vomit. As soon as Regina throws open that bedroom door, she hurls all over him. (laughs) It's really rather funny. (laughs) When he's storming away, covered in gloop, and she's like, wait, call me. Oh, God, she's running out onto the lawn, and he's just walking away. But then the worst thing happens. Her timing is literally nothing short of abysmal this evening because as she's chasing him out there, here comes Damien and Janice. Oh, no. Remember, this was the night of the art show. She blew off the art show to have the party. And, like, Janice is so angry. She's literally hanging out of the moonroof. Scene's iconic. Oh, God. You dirty little liar. I'm sorry, I can explain. Explain how you forgot to invite us to your party? Janice, I cannot stop this car. I have a curfew. You know I couldn't invite you. I had to pretend to be plastic. (laughs) Buddy, you're not pretending anymore. You're plastic. Cold, shiny, hard plastic. Curfew, 1 a.m. It is now 1.10. And Janice is so angry. She has every right to be, though. Like, Katie's really been treating her awful. Well, I mean, I don't know about... I don't know if Katie's been treating her that bad. Like she's it, just ignoring her because yeah, she would rather bad. be plastic. Like, like it's it's just uh, I'm so sick of Katie in this movie through like this middle part because obviously that's the arc, that's the way it goes, mm-hmm. but it really is insufferable because I lost friends this way. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Do you want a tissue? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And like, oh, I love it. I love it when Katie goes, it's not my fault you're like obsessed with me. <gasps> what? No, she did not. The way Damien slams <laughs> on the brakes. You know what? It's not my fault you're like in love with me or something. What? Oh, no, she did not. See, that is the thing with you plastics. You think that everybody is in love with you when actually everybody hates you. You are a mean girl. You're a bitch. Here, you can have this. I want a prize. Oh, when she throws down the portrait that won a prize at her art show that night. And, like, Katie picks it up and she unrolls it. And it's this gorgeous charcoal piece that just has all these amazing shapes and, like, fantastical elements behind their portraits. It's her, Damien, and Katie. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh. I know, I know. When we see Regina getting into her car with Shane Oman. And she's like stress eating. She's pulling a calteen bar out of her purse. And Shane's like, why are you eating calteen bars? Man, I hate those things. Coach Carr makes us eat those when we want to move up a weight class. What? They make you gain weight like crazy. Mother...
the scream. It the- just keeps. Go- Shane walks away. <laughs> It just keeps going and going. He's like, no, I, I think I'll walk home. And, like, the scream just continues as she goes home to the mansion, goes up to her bedroom, and just starts cutting up a picture of her and Katie, cutting it down the middle. And we pull out the burn book. And you think she's going to put Katie in the burn book. And she writes down in big, fat, Sharpie marker, This girl is the nastiest skank bitch I've ever met. Do not trust her. She is a fugly slut. And she holds it up to her own point of view. And it's herself! She's put her picture in the burn book. And turns it into the school administration. Like, this is really what Janice was talking about. That line where she's like, oh, don't be fooled, she may look like your average selfish, backstabbing, slut-faced hoe-bag, but yeah. in reality, she is so much more than that. This is practically Machiavellian, what she's done here. No, yeah, the way she's crying to Principal Duval. Yeah, and like saying, I just found it in the restroom. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. And like, come she, on, Duvall. She's the last entry in the book. Yeah, he really should have smelled the shit on her like way sooner. What's that say? <laughs> Caitlin Causen is a fat whore. <laughs> okay, oh. calm down, Miss George. Why would someone write that? That's just so mean. Don't worry, we're gonna find out who did it. There's only three girls in the whole school who aren't in it. And, like, she immediately points the fingers at Katie, Gretchen, and Karen. Katie gets called to the principal's office. The look that Regina gives her as she walks out, as she's walking in. Do you hear the Kill Bill siren? Yeah. Because I do. (laughs) And Karen and Gretchen are already in the office waiting for her to join them. And while Duvall sits them down to talk about why they created this burn book, Regina is distributing copies of the pages in the burn book all around the school. She's shoving them under doors, shoving them in lockers. She literally throws a whole pile in the air and lets them go everywhere. (laughs) I like this number in the musical. This is the one about watching the world burn. Because that is indeed what's about to happen. Uh, This causes a complete meltdown of social order. Yeah, because people start coming out of class and all of the girls are seeing these pages with their pictures on them and these really horrible, rude things written about them. Did you write this? No, I swear. Then you told somebody. She told. You little bitch. You're a bitch. And like Regina's just standing around with her arms folded, watching the havoc she's created. Uh, Mom, can you pick me up? I'm scared. (laughs) And like, Duvall comes out into the hallway, sees everything melting down. And uh, if there's one thing you know about Mr. Duvall is that he did not leave the South Side for this. He's trying to go help that one girl down off the door and she like kicks kicks him. him And he bashes the fire alarm in with a baseball bat. Let me help you down there. Whoa! Hell no, I did not leave the south side for this. Gymnasium immediately! Immediately! 
And so he will keep them here until four. We're all gathering for a group spanking in the gymnasium. An attitude makeover. Yeah, everyone resents that they have to be here, especially since they're in the same room as Katie. Like, they're all pretty sure at this point that she's responsible for the burn book. (laughs) Regina gets up in front of everybody and says she doesn't think she deserves to be here. Oh, I know. I know. Because she didn't do anything. And like, even even the staff are rolling their eyes like, bitch, please. Can I just say that we don't have a click problem at this school? And some of us shouldn't have to take this workshop because some of us are just victims in the situation? That's probably true. How many of you have ever felt personally victimized by Regina George? I love that Katie's is the first hand in the air, but then they all shoot in the air. And even some of the staff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and the thing is, Katie's also not taking responsibility for the bad things she said. Because Norbury corners her and he's like, what about you, Katie? Do you have anything to apologize for? <laughs> and Katie's like, uh, no. <laughs> no, not one single thing. Do you want to talk about the apology stage? Okay, they've <sighs> they've set up this little stage in which all of the girls are going to take turns getting up in front of everybody and admitting something shitty they've done to someone in the past. They read it off a little post, they write it down a little post-it note, and they're going to read it off. And then when they're done... They make an apology. And they trust fall into the sea of girls standing before the stage. My note is this is a liability. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and here's the thing. As things are getting more emotional. Caddy doesn't want to take the stage. Oh, she sure does it. It's almost her turn, but she jumps out of line. And lets Janice go ahead. Oh, no. Janice sees her making an exit. And Janice is like, oh, okay. Yeah. She gets up on the stage in front of everybody. And she starts just monologuing. Oh no, Regina's like, oh my god, it's her dream come true, diving into a big pile of girls. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, I've got an apology. So, I have this friend who is a new student this year, and I convinced her that it would be fun to mess up Regina George's life. So, I had her pretend to be friends with Regina, and then she would come to my house after and we would just laugh about all the dumb stuff Regina said. Janice is a rock star. She sure, she surely is. In this scene, she gets up there and starts confessing to everything. How they had Regina going from the jump. This was always a plan to humiliate and ruin Regina's world. And, like, the catharsis in that moment is amazing. They turn it into, like, a rock and roll number because she literally moshes out of there. Aw, again, good for you. And, like, Regina, horrified to learn she's been the fool the whole time, is running outside, and Katie is chasing her. Oh, my God. I can't believe she's still trying to court her favor. Like, like I think it's really more that Katie is embarrassed that everybody is really learning how duplicitous she's been, and it's she's embarrassed by it. We're chasing Regina into the street to say I'm sorry. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This, um... This came out of the left lane, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. For me, I did not expect this to happen. Regina, stop! Do you know what everyone says about you? They say that you're a homeschooled jungle freak who's a less hot version of me. Yeah, so don't try to act so innocent. You can take that fake apology and shove it right up your hairy... And that's how Regina George died. No, I'm totally kidding. But she did get hurt. 
She gets mowed down by a bus. Yeah, big old school bus just hits her right out of frame. And that's how Regina George died. (laughs) No, I'm totally kidding. But she did get hurt. And tell you what, the first time I ever saw the movie, I thought that was it. (laughs) And that's how Regina George died. And I was like... part of you who for like a tenth of a second was like oh god it's over yeah yeah <laughs> a little bit finally we're at peace she's a lot of things but she doesn't deserve to die absolutely i also come down on that point it's just that when you're a kid and you're in it you're like you need that catharsis no you do absolutely <laughs> and so the next day when katie goes back to school she is persona non grata yeah no no one is really talking to katie right now she has to go back to eating lunch in the restroom <laughs> Serves you right. I know. Said, when you play with fire, you get burnt. That's, yeah, for real. And, like, uh, she's seeing the ramifications of the burn book happen all around her. Yeah. Obviously, Coach Carr is gone because <laughs> the burn book outed him as a pedophile. And someone else is gone. Oh, Which, yeah. what the fuck ever, by Coach Carr. But this hurt somebody else uh, wrongly. Mrs. Norbury has been suspended because she's being investigated for selling drugs. Yeah, Because yeah. Katie made up that lie about her selling drugs. Oh, my God. And, like, Duval's up there in front of the entire class, and he's like, Listen, until we get this figured out, stuff like this is going to happen. Because some of the things in this book are obviously true. Like, we just can't ignore it. And this is where Katie finally tells the truth. That book was written by a bunch of stupid girls who make up rumors because they're bored with their own lame lives. Well, unless someone wants to come forward and say I made it all up, this is how we have to handle it. To say that someone- Oh no. Bye, Aaron. You're gonna hate me forever. Mr. Duval, I wrote it. And like, I am proud of her for telling the truth. I mean, yeah. I just think she took too long to do it. But sometimes it takes that, right? (laughs) Yeah. It it takes really hurting other people before you figure out that you're being an asshole. And like, I love this little piece of narration she gives us. And like, we see her going to leave flowers for Regina. Who is like, fully done up. Yeah, no, she just, she just broke her spine. It's okay. Yeah, she just broke her spine. She's in like one of those like metal. She's in body gear. Yeah, she's in body gear to keep her keep her frame stable. Oh my goodness! When she gets up in math class to turn in her test, and she hands it to Miss Norber, and she goes, "Oh hi, would you like to buy some drugs?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, I'm just finished with my test." And she's like, "Okay, great, I'll grade it right now." And this is where Ms. Norbury gets a little bit of revenge on Katie, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. she's been cleared of wrongdoing for selling drugs. No, everyone knows she's not a drug pusher. I tell you what, watching the police search my house really was the cherry on top of a great year. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's going to give Katie her own punishment, right? Mm-hmm. She's going to force her to join mathletes for their final match, like their big state championship against some other school. I forgive you. But as my own personal form of punishment, I figured out how you're going to earn that extra credit. What's up? The thing is, the match is the night of the spring fling. Yeah. So it doesn't matter that she's nominated for queen. She's got to go to the match. (laughs) She's not going to be there. Everybody else is getting prettied up. Karen is, like, putting body jewels on herself. And she does the K backwards in the mirror. Because if God is a DJ, then life is a dance floor, right? Love is the rhythm and you are the music. I love this. Oh, my God. Damien and Janice wearing matching suits. Oh, they're so cute. To spring fling. 
And like Katie's on the way to the competition. And again, Kevin, Kevin Napore. <laughs> We we walk up in this room where the competition's being held at this university, and he's like, great, great turnout this year. There's no one in there, guys. <laughs> There's maybe, like, 30 people max in that gigantic hall. Kevin's like an office character. I swear to God. He's such a caricature. And so the match gets underway, and I, I the first thing I have written about this match is, seriously, fuck the way these questions are asked. I hate mathematics. I understand it makes the world go round. It's how we measure the world, but seriously, fuck math. Like, math's hard enough, and then the way these questions are phrased, I'm like, how is anyone supposed to follow this? I, and they have to do it so quickly. It's knocking fuzz. It is. Sometimes they'll have the correct answer before the guy is done asking the question. I mean, come on. And so, for the final question... Because we're all tied up, right? Yeah, it's going to be a tiebreaker, and each team is going to have to send one of their people up to answer this final question and the other team gets to pick the opponent yeah so both teams pick the girl right uh, yeah because then it'll be all the girl's fault well you it, know if it doesn't go their way i think it's because there's a sexist opinion that girls are not good at math and so really? yeah no seriously i've never heard that before well it's because you yourself are also bad at math well, mm. <laughs> Me trying to calculate how much a movie is made. Yeah, I math, know. Math, 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 math. <laughs> North Shore, who do you select? The girl, dude. The girl. Contestant Kraft. For Marymount, Ms. Carolyn Kraft. We pick the girl, too. And from North Shore, Ms. Caddy Heron. It's Katie. Oh my god, that's me. And like, here's the thing. The, the girl on the Marymount team. <gasps> Stop it. Sorry, you're right. No. You be nice about Carolyn Craft. Carolyn Craft. That's right. Carolyn Craft has um, not a lot of personal grooming. And a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth. And th th it really comes into focus for Caddy in that moment that it doesn't matter that Caroline Craft is um, a little homely. It's not going to help her win. Right? Right? Uh -huh. It doesn't matter if what I think about this girl in the back of my mind. It doesn't have to be verbalized. And that won't make me feel better or help me achieve this goal. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, like, guys, we're trying to determine the what? The limit. Of? Of a, of a tangent? I'm not really sure. <sighs> Fucking fuck me. I, I, I mean, I took one semester of pre-calc. Like, that is the maximum of knowledge I'm <laughs> dealing with here. I love Katie's little head monologue as she's trying to figure out this problem. Why couldn't I remember anything about limits? Limits. That was the week Aaron got his hair cut. Oh, God, he looks so cute. Okay, focus, Katie. What was on the board behind Aaron's head? If the limit never approaches anything, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist! Our new state champions, the North Shore Mathletes. Yeah! Oh, my God, guys! They did it! <laughs> limit does not exist. I kind of like that because it's kind of a metaphor for the rest of the narrative in the sense that like if girls would not tear each other down and like torture each other in the way that we do, there aren't limits to what we can do. Oh, I don't know. You don't know? Um, you really want women to run the world? Ross McMichael? I'm kidding. It's I'm not kidding. even funny as I'm a joke. All right, all right. <laughs> Who run the world? Goyles. Who run this mother? <laughs> <laughs> Who run this motherfucker? Okay. 
So they win the championship and they get their state jackets, like their letterman jackets for mathletes. For the, yeah, for mathletics. And for some GD reason, they roll up to the spring fling in their jackets like to show off. The mathletes get there at the same time as the announcement for Spring Fling King and Queen is happening. Yes. Carrie can you tell me what the prizes are for winning the monarchy of Spring Fling? <laughs> it's a crown and a gift certificate to Walker Brothers Pancake House. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which is just so middle America. It's just, oh my God. Then of course, Shane Oman wins Spring Fling King. Ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. And like, you think Regina is going to pull out as queen here at the end. Sympathy win. Yeah, sympathy win. I mean, she did get hit by a bus. She did get hit by a bus, but she's won it every year previously, so whatever. Yeah, and so, Mr. Duval goes, And your spring fling queen, future co-chair of the Student Activities Board, and winner of two gift certificates to the Walker Brothers Pancake House, Katie Heron. Where is Katie? There she is. Katie's walking up there to, quote, receive her prize. Oh, my God. How fucking embarrassing. She's not She's not wearing any formal attire. She's just wearing, like, her mathlete shirt, her mathlete jacket. Remember earlier when those guys were voting and he's like, I'm voting for Regina George because she got hit by a bus. I'm voting for Katie Heron because she pushed her. Oh, it's not good. And no, no. She's up there in front of the mic like, oh. I'm not here for good reasons, y'all. When she starts making a speech, <laughs> and Mr. Duvall's like, you know, you don't really make a, you don't really have to make a speech. It's not really expected <laughs> well, of you. Most people just take the money and go. And she, Katie's up there waxing about how, yeah, she really did mess up there for a minute. To uh, all the people whose feelings that got hurt by the burn buck, I'm really sorry. You know, I've never been to one of these things before. And when I think about how many people wanted this and how many people cried over it and stuff, I mean, I think everybody looks like royalty tonight. Oh, no, there's some of that positive female energy. We're saying nice things about each other. Yeah, because I guess that's this movie's whole thesis is that women, young women should not be trying to put each other down. We should be trying to lift each other up. All that fun stuff. And, like, she's holding this tiara in her hands. Like, she can't believe how much drama has been caused over this piece of plastic. And she's holding it. And she breaks it. And the way Damien gay gasps. The gay gasp. Why is everybody stressing over this thing? I mean, it's just plastic. It's really just... <gasps> Share it. A piece for Gretchen Wieners, a partial Spring Fling Queen. A piece for Janice Ian. Seriously, most people just take the crown and go. And a piece for Regina George. She starts breaking it up and distributing it to everyone. Mm -hmm. That's some real queen energy right there. Yeah. And so, in the end... Katie makes up with Janice and Damien. Yeah. I love this because she goes up to Janice like, uh, can we be friends again? Are you still an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Damien and Janice are dancing together and they kiss each other. <laughs> 
see if they like it. Yeah, and they're like, ew, no. And then who grabs Janice's hand but one Kevin Napoor? <laughs> Kevin Napoor? And he's like, you're on my ethnicity radar. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, so, can I help you? You're Puerto Rican? Lebanese. I feel that. So she's Lebanese, not a, a lesbian. lesbian. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, God. Tina. So Regina's spine heals okay, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, how? <laughs> hey, I'm fine. But she starts working with a therapist who told her to channel all of her anger into sports. So I now think... Regina's big on the lacrosse team. Yeah. And, like, you know, the plastics formally disband. Everybody kind of goes to their separate, like, friend groups or whatever. Karen does the school weather reports, <laughs> holding her tits in the rain. Oh. There's a 60% chance and it's already raining. <laughs> and what, what happens with Gretchen? Gretchen goes to hang out with the quote cool Asians. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, she just poor Gretchen. She's not any better for it by the time it's over. No, she just goes and serves a different clique. Which, hey, if that's her lot in life, I guess. Her speaking Vietnamese, I, I can't. Oh boy. Kevin G and Janice get together. Yeah, you had some thoughts on that. I don't like it. I, I, you think they gave her the Ali Sheedy treatment? I think we should have just stayed a lesbian. She wasn't a lesbian, though. Let me project this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Well, if you're not going to be gay, don't look so gay. Stop. Oh, I'm sorry. Is Am I being plastic about that? A little bit. <laughs> We go out with Katie and voiceover talking about how the entire social structure has changed. There is no drama from last year. It's not important anymore. But we do have freshman plastics. Oh my God. This movie is so cruel. The, I know. The way they fake us out with another bus crash. Finally, Girl World was at peace. Hey, check it out. Junior plastics. And if any freshmen try to disturb that peace... Well, let's just say we knew how to take care of it. Just kidding. They almost get hit by the bus. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> just missed them. I swear to God, I've seen at least one of those junior plastics on a TV show. <laughs> I just love the way Katie goes, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, my God. I do love this little theme. It's played several times throughout the movie. I don't know what song it is. I think it's called Building Up, Building building Through. I can't remember. Building Up, Building Through, Building Down, Building You, <laughs> Building <laughs> I cannot remember. But, yeah, guys, I just... That was such a good movie for me when I was young. I just cannot believe how relevant this film remains even into today. Yeah, except now everybody's doing their bullying online. Yeah, exactly. Jeez Louise. Oh my God, yeah. This was the days before that mm -hmm. when everything was very in your face. Yeah, but now it's online and it lives forever and you can't get away from it just because you go home from school. Damn. Like, it's a bad problem, guys. I love a little... Uh, there's this little interview that Tina Fey is giving on a talk show about Mean Girls and about... Because it was like the anniversary of its release or something. And Tina Fey's talking about the amount of young women who have actually come up to me and told me how helpful the film was to them in their everyday life and how much it meant to them to, you know, heal in those times. And I'm like... 
I really don't think of this film as a tome of healing for people, but guess what, Ross? You are a man. Yeah, you were not socialized as a girl. And I cannot relate to this in the way young women do. And, like, I gotta tell you, bud, I don't know that healing is the word I would use, but it really was a guide in a lot of situations for me. Mm -hmm. Because so many of us were just navigating that without any real guidance. Because, I mean, parents can only do so much... And they can only remember so far back, remember what it was like being this young. Well, when your parents were your age in the late 70s, early 80s, you know. (laughs) Yeah, like, and so it really was nice to have a modern guidebook for how to navigate these treacherous female relationships. You went to high school between 2007 and 2011. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for reminding me. Things did not even begin to turn upwards until you graduated. I know. At least socially. Like, when I was in high school, I feel like nothing was ever that bad. Like, I feel like the bullying was on its way down by the time I was in high school. You were insulated, number one, and number two, everybody loved you. Who's bullying? Well, I I don't even mean just me. I mean, like, the amount of bullying I witnessed and was privy to in those times when I was in high school, it just wasn't a lot. And I feel like it was greater just even four years before when you were in freshman, you know? I mean, yeah, it was a bad time to be in middle school, high school. Like, my bullying experiences mostly came about in middle school, and you know what? It was a middle school in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. Like, how mean could we really be? It was pretty mean, but, like, we got through it. But, like, I've just been wanting to do that movie for so long. I know, and now it's done. We've done it. It just, it puts me right back there. I know. And it's a little, it's a little triggering sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, it's good to know that movies like this do exist because even if things just even if bullying is more digital now than it ever was a lot of the same things still apply are you saying never forget mean girls (laughs) is that what you're saying always (laughs) never forget it used to be much more direct and horrible Like 9-11. Stop! You're saying Mean mean Girls is like 9-11. No, I am not. Never forget. (laughs) Never forget what could be, folks. Oh, guys, a classic. A banger. A bop. But guys, it's time to get into the spooky. Oh my God, guys. Yes, happy Mean Girls Day. Happy October 3rd to everyone out there. But it is time. It is time to move into 2022's spooky selections here on Kicking and Streaming. Guys, remember on our Patreon, we are in the throes of long-form coverage with The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. And guys... We've got a special treat coming to you for our first spooky selection of 2022. To tie in with our Patreon coverage, we will be covering next week the 1999 horror film? Yes, it it is technically horror. The 1999 adaptation of Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting. Guys, it's going to be so much fun picking this bad movie apart. (laughs) It is a kind of a bad horror movie. But it's still, we're really just going to be drawing all the comparisons between Hill House and that. So (laughs) 
Be on the lookout for that next week, folks. Happy spooky season. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our spooky watch party this month. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom.